0: Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Switched on Pop.
0: Welcome to Switch Done Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. Today I'm featuring a conversation with a musician I think will wow you. Corey Henry is a remarkably gifted multi-instrumentalist. Growing up in the church, he started playing the Hammond B3 organ at age two and played his first gig at the Apollo Theater in New York City at age six. And as a professional musician, he's played alongside Bruce Springsteen, Boys to Men, The Roots, Kirk Franklin, and many others, as well as he's played keys with the acclaimed group Snarky Puppy, which earned three Grammys during his tenure. Now he leads his band, Corey Henry and the Funk Apostles, who are releasing an album on October 30th called Something to Say, which features all of Henry's gifts, but especially his voice on an album that makes you want to get up and dance as much as it makes you want to take action. Here's my conversation with Corey Henry. Also, just before we get started, a funny aside, Corey's little new pipple puppy gets on the microphone a few times, so you might hear her snorting. It's adorable. I feel like a major theme that I've been seeing in music today is this contrast of upbeat music with more introspective lyrics. And I feel like your opening song, Don't Forget, does just this. <sighs>
2: Yeah, man. I'm glad I wrote the music first on this one. This is one uh, song that mm. I was sitting in the studio and I played all the instruments on this track. After I got the track to a place that I liked sonically, it took me a while to find a, a chorus that I like. And then I found this melody. I found the melody chorus after about like, it took me about a month or something. It was like a while after I mm. laid down the track this one night. And I was inspired by like so many life events that's been happening. It's been like crazy. I remember saying to a friend of mine, I was like, it's crazy. We'd we be up in arms for a week and a half. <laughs> you know, like like socially, we 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 all be on one one accord about one thing and it would last about a week or so before if not two right. days <laughs> sometimes.
0: The news cycle is mad.
2: Yeah, the main theme was about that. Like don't forget what you're fighting for. Don't forget what you're living for. And I was like, "Oh, that's it." <laughs>
0: How does Don't Forget set the scene for what you're wanting to say on this record?
2: For me, it's about taking a step into being a lyricist, (laughs) be a vocalist. I do have something to say, you know, and I feel like my music is my uh, safe space to say it. Don't Forget sets it up because it's a thing, a concept that comes from my heart. Unlike any other record on this album, (laughs) this one is one of the first ones that I played every instrument and I did all the vocals and I did everything and I'm like, this is my sound. This is, you know, how I feel about mm. everything. I'm, I'm really proud of that. You
0: know? I've been listening a lot recently to Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He played, performed, recorded pretty much the entire thing by himself. Mm-hmm yet it has the spirit of a live band. And I think more importantly, in how it connects to our conversation, I feel like he has this remarkable capacity to incorporate all that's going on in any given moment, whether it's romance on the one hand or the fight for equality on the other, like it's all in his music. And I feel like we get a taste of that right when we get into your record. Don't forget, you know, not only are we getting all Corey Henry, Playing the whole thing, but we're getting a really potent message. You implore listeners: don't forget what you're living for, what you're fighting for. What do you feel like you're living for and fighting for these days?
2: Uh, I want my music to fight for the the change I want to see in this world. You know, I think that we want to see in this world in terms of peace and equality, and especially in this nation, racism is rampant and all these things. I want you know my music to at least serve. You know a purpose just like some of my heroes served their purpose musically you know in the fight that they was living through during those times and eras that they lived through and i think that is like really paramount for me to be able to serve the purpose you know to help people to keep fighting everybody fights differently you know what i'm saying and this is my first time actually really honing in my music voice my musical voice my talents and all of my energy To say something on record, I do believe that in these times that we're living in, we will forget major events, you know, for other major events. And then it's like at the end of the day, we still haven't beat racism. And it's like as much as, I, you know, before all of this crazy stuff that I thought was crazy in terms of today's living standards, you know. Uh, I watch videos from the 60s and I, I always like, oh man, I, I used to say I wanted to be born in that time just because, you know, Sly and I'm looking at these guys. But then it's like, wait a minute, it's 2020. we are here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So all of my favorite songs, uh, they're talking about the things I'm living through. And I feel more inspired to talk about those things because I'm living through them things.
0: Speaking for myself, and I think it might resonate for many of us, it's a time of being relatively removed while also engaged often at a distance and that's often happening through being a news junkie reading too much media and it's really easy to jump onto the next thing we can just consume and consume and consume all the news but here you're encouraging people to go out and fight for something and we're going to hear about that throughout the rest of the record but i think you make an interesting turn in your second song following don't forget We get a track called Happy Days. Happy Days for me feels like the want song of this record. You tackle issues of gun rights, what it is to be black in America, speaking directly to saying the names of those who've been killed by police violence. And yet, we have a song called Happy Days, because it seems like, despite these overtly political songs, the core desire is that we can all be happy, we can experience love, we can have joy.
2: Absolutely. Happy Days came at a moment when <laughs> uh, when I first moved. I was walking down the block, and it was, I was looking at the trees and something about the atmosphere of where I was staying at. And I was like, man, this thing had me in a different place. I went to the studio, and I had this rule about not leaving um, the studio with ideas. You know, if I still have ideas, I need to record them. I started playing these chords, and like, out of nowhere, I had the melody and the, the chords that just came together, and it was like, whoa. And then when when I thought about what I wanted to talk about on this record, you know, I was really just like, I want happy days. I want literally, and I thought it was corny at first, but when I was like, you know, because I was thinking about like love in a certain sense, but then it was like more broad, you know, just like, like we all can create happy days, like friendships or loved ones, you know, or whatever family it's like. It can actually more, be more broad than it comes off because like this record was about straight up summertime, joy, fun, happiness. I was like, this is this is vibes to me all day long.
0: <laughs> to get through this hard stuff, sometimes we got to have those happy days. We got to know what we're fighting for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, musically, I feel this also feels... Quite connected to a lot of other happy songs. I hear tastes of Daft Punk Something About Us. Beyonce's Love on Top. And for me, I get a lot of Stevie Wonder's, isn't she lovely, in here as well. I want to talk about that. The album is really clearly making a statement about having something to say, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that you're quite known for beyond your voice, which you're really highlighting here is your instrumental voice. You play a lot of different instruments, and I wanted to just sort of hone in on them because I think they really show off your multiple talents.
2: What is the instrument that's going on when you're soloing? It's a melodica. It's a keyboard that you blow into. You have to blow into it to get the uh, sound to come in while you play the keyboards. It's unlike all the other keyboards. <laughs>
0: it's a wind instrument It's a keyboard. wind
2: instrument keyboard, basically. Uh. When I first wrote the song, <laughs> My vision was for Stevie Wonder to play the solo.
0: It sounds like harmonica-ish. I said,
2: if I couldn't get him to sing or do something, or whatever, because that might have been too big of a stretch, my idea, I'm telling you when I first <laughs> wrote the song, I said, there's only about, what, few bars or something like that. It's a short solo. Yeah. He can play harmonica. He will blaze this thing. You know, it hasn't happened yet, but um, I was trying to get the closest thing to that kind of thing. Stevie Wonder is definitely probably the biggest inspiration for that particular one, for me.
0: One of the things I hear on this track is, a pretty simple organ vamp, mostly going back and forth between a couple chords. But at every moment, there's all this movement and change and chorusing that's going on. When I've watched videos of you play, it's equally you playing your instrument, but also it feels like you're a mechanic and you're just like constantly moving and turning things to make the instrument breathe and do things that I completely don't understand. I was wondering if you'd give us a quick little lesson on how you bring life to that instrument. And maybe we could use the chords of Happy Days as an example.
2: Oh, man, wow. (laughs) The organ is fun, I guess, because there's so many different things you can do at one time, right? So, like, Mm. there's two manuals, meaning there's two keyboards in which you can play simultaneously. So, like, you can take a bright sound and then, like, a paddy sound. Right, right, and and just with your hands, create a motion like two, three, uh. So my right hand is playing a quarter note, and my left hand is just padding it. You know, a lot of keyboards, you can't get two different sounds. And then I can play bass at the same time with my feet, right? I can be like the whole rhythm section. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. I'm playing a rhythm with my feet, I'm patterning my hands, and then on my right foot, you know, you can make it really interesting by like using the volume pedal. So there's a volume pedal, right? So you can do a whole bunch of different things to just a number of chords to make it you know feel like it's not the same two chords you heard you know like these is always it always feels new to new to play these chords sometimes I want to solo over it you know like it's just so much I feel like I can play over those two chords it always feels like life to me you know and I love turnaround types of things I think it comes from like playing in church a lot.
0: One of the sounds that totally wows me is I I feel like at times you just make the entire thing scream like a human voice. How in the world do you do that?
2: Turn it up real loud. (laughs) (laughs) Pull the things out, turn it up loud, and just lay that thing. (laughs) I love the B3. you (laughs) Sit. that thing.
0: Dang. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome to church. That is church. That's like open the doors. Everybody's coming in. (laughs) Come on and sit
2: on down. (laughs)
0: This is exciting. Support for Switched on Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you were an Intuit fan and you are missing Sam Sanders, then have no fear. He's back with another great pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture. From Elon Musk and foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup to Usher's Super Bowl halftime show, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. They're currently doing a series called Hey Sis, where they're highlighting the compelling stories of black women and their achievements. They're being joined by special guests Regina King, Audie Cornish, Raquel Willis, and more. Vibe Check is your favorite group chat come to life. You can join the weekly kiki every Wednesday. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Can't believe Sam made me say kiki. life of this record comes across in your song, Rise. You have said that you play music that is informed by spiritual principles, where music connects to the soul, connects with a deeper part of us and inspires people to change and do good things. How is that happening for you on the song Rise?
2: When I wrote the song, you know, I wasn't thinking about some of the issues that we're going through today or have been going through, you know, this pandemic. You recorded the song a little while back. I wrote it right before I went on tour in October. So sometime around June or July last year. 2019, yeah. But you know, as I said before, it's not like it's a new thing or a new concept in terms of like what I'm talking about, but it was one of my first times actually doing it with my voice from my perspective you know, in a way that I'd like to do it, you know, I, you know, I listen to Sly and the Family Stone and Larry Graham and Curtis Mayfield and Donny Hathaway and you know, there's just so many people that like spoke about change and they were they way Marvin Gaye. Without trying the words just flowed out. The second verse came first. I said, uh, it feels like somehow. I'm, 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 this That last line is when I knew I had like a thing because I was like, wait a minute. I saw a video on Twitter, which I often look at (laughs) of these robots delivering packages. And I was just like, wow, you know. Then I saw another video of a robot shooting basketball, throwing a football. One of the like doing a sports activity. Right. They got these robots doing everything. (laughs) What happened if like human the human race are slaves to robots? What happened if they just like, go haywire. You're like, we're not going to be able to eat, beat no robots. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Seen Terminator. It might go downhill. It's just like, you know, this is probably in some movies somewhere. But I'm just, that's what I was thinking about. And then it just it kind of hit. And I was like, you know, we got to rise. We got to come together. We got to, whatever that means <laughs> in terms of like the realness. I wanted that to feel through song. Like all of those things. It's like, it was evident. It was like right at the front of my mind once, like those things came out, you know, what the next thing was. And I was just like, we're going to rise. And I was like, man, this feels down home. I feel like I wrote this 20 years ago mm. when I was playing in church every Sunday. You know, it feels like, mm. you know, something that they would be singing in 1964. You know, it feels like something that we could be singing in 2030. It's a thing that I feel like I'm happy about because the song is simple. You know, like I wasn't going for a chord changes and jazzy things and whatever that i was just like musically i wanted to be powerful and lyrically i wanted to be powerful and man we play that song anytime we play that song i'd just be like ooh, pumping my chest up <laughs> because uh the feeling that the song gives me is unspeakable it's oh man it feels so it, it just feels amazing and it's one of my favorite songs on the record when
0: everyone's singing we're gonna rise it feels connected to the church in that the chorus is just so angelic. It's enormous. You feel surrounded by it and mm. surrounded by it in the best way.
2: Everybody we yeah. oh, oh, we we to the
0: You're part of it. It's warm. It's beautiful. It's, Thank you. it's a call to action.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: The song, when it came to you, <laughs> I love the story is sort of, you know, you going down into a Twitter wormhole and having a sci-fi dystopian nightmare, and yet, to a certain degree, that nightmare has arrived in a form you maybe hadn't totally anticipated in the, we are needing to fight technology, which is a real threat to democracy, as we're experiencing in- uh, It's a given Amongst good. all the social media platforms and their twisting of algorithms that are actually hurting- our democracy. So that's happening.
2: That's happening.
0: Global protests for equality, social justice. I mean, they were happening, but not on the level of noise that they're happening now. So a lot has changed since you wrote this song. And I'm curious about how has the meaning of Rise changed for you since you penned it?
2: I don't know if it changed since I penned it. I think that I've become more confident in it since I penned it, mm. I don't try to write political songs. I'm not calling this a political song, but I don't try to do that thing. But even before I called this record something to say, I didn't really have a name of the record. It just that just happened at the end because I was like, "Oh, I feel you know, I feel like I'm saying something important, <laughs> you know." But uh, Rise, I wasn't like you know, I wasn't like trying until those lines happened. And when I put it out, I didn't know I'm going to be judged or I don't know what it was, but there was a certain kind of, like, let me chill factor (laughs) on this song because it can wait or something like that. Mm -hmm. But when it came out, it came out in the midst of so much chaos. I was like, man, the timing of the song has given me confidence because it's like I wrote it at a time where I wasn't trying to do that, and it fits a time where it needs to be in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes as a writer, I'm not as confident in all the songs I'm writing. You know, like I'm writing them for a certain scenario or I just like talking about another thing. You know, there's all these other things. Mm -hmm. When I push it out rather and it becomes a thing that I can be confident in, it's like it's different. That part is different. But I feel the same way as I felt when I wrote it, you know, because of like I said earlier, it's like, you know, the things happened in the 60s and all those things in the 50s and the 40s, whatever. So, you know, I had a good place of where I'm writing from. But I wasn't as confident and I, I, as I am now. Mm. I'm much more confident about the message of that song now.
0: It makes sense to be fearful of putting yourselves out there, being vulnerable in this way. And yet, it connects for exactly that reason. And I feel this song is not about centering you and your experience. Mm. Because when we hear Rise, it's everybody's voice.
2: It's about everybody. It is about everybody. How many bodies? Everybody.
0: It's inviting, you know. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't feel exclusive. Yeah. Feels like you're inviting everybody else to have something to say.
2: I am. I
1: am.
0: Kind of coming back full circle in your song. Don't forget, you have this lyric.
2: Time means nothing without change.
0: Time means nothing without change, so don't waste it. Mm. Don't waste it. Mm. I'm someone who really dives deep into sort of musical components I like getting in the weeds. But recently, Lyric has been very important to me. And this line really stood out, I think because of this difficult contrast that we live in right now, where there is both so much change happening at once, You know, back to the message of your song, Don't Forget, and at the same time, there's no change, right? We have to be if we're being responsible for our health and others, relatively secluded. Days just seem to flow on by in an infinite amount of time that is both forever long and extremely fast. How do you feel like you're using this time so that it's not wasted?
2: Oh man, that's yeah i'm trying to I'm trying to use the time much better these days now that uh we all have the same time per day in terms of, you know, well, most of us, at least I'm sure, it's just all of us, I wanna say, 24 hours, you know. Mm-hmm. This pandemic, when everything was shut down, we all like at the house, <laughs> you all like not doing nothing, dude, like trying to figure it out. I've been creating focuses, certain focuses. Musically, in the studio, my focus has been like the completion of a record. It can sound easy, but it's like a task <laughs> because there's so many things that go within it, you know, from the mixing and, the you know, the mastering or just, you know, trying to get the sonic scape of recording it right.
0: Everyone's song is 10,000 small decisions.
2: This really, really is, really is. And outside of that, creating other focuses, you know, trying to work out more, you know, not develop this pandemic gut, you know, that I've <laughs> been getting, you know, during the quarantine time. Just like getting out, you know, seeing at least the city, seeing the world as it is and, and not taking in too much of the politics and not doing too much of the social media binging that I, that I used to, you know, just trying to keep a clear head um, just trying to just change it up, you know, because I think before these moments, you know, things are going on so fast that like you just kind of just go with the. And I'm from New York, so like being from New York, I just I just want to go as fast as I can go. <laughs> but during this time, it's like, oh no, you get to slow down and really be introspective and figure things out and make the right decisions as you go forward because it's really going to be monumental what we all do as a people, you know, just like. How do we come together, actually, as people? Like, what is that step? What do we have to do? And so on and so forth. And, um, you know, with a lot of talk about it and it's time to be about it, I know there are some of us and some of, you know, there's so many people out here that are, are about it and fighting for change on the streets and in the sand and. Than out there, warriors, you know what I'm saying? It's like we see more of that, you know. There's so much division that's happening in this country right now. And it's like that's crazy. In 2020, we talk about wearing masks. <laughs> like, we got a ways to go, but I want the music to serve purposes that, uh, you know, I wanna I wanna I wanna be a part of the change that I wanna see if that makes sense. Hmm. Well, thank you for putting the message out there. Time means nothing without change, so don't waste it. What's the next line on that one? Hate is fear that is not tamed. So we keep trying. We keep trying every day. Please don't. Hate is fear that is not tamed. Woo! That's woo! So we keep trying. We keep trying every day. Please don't. Hate is fear that's not tamed. I thought that was a nice line, too. You know, because we just let the hate just control us. I'm saying us, but people. You know what I mean? Like racism is hate. It is controlled, informed, and feared and it is like in hate. And when you don't tame it, it's just some it's a beast. It's so let's not forget. <laughs> that's that's good. Come on, Corey Henry. <laughs>
0: I mean, hey, I feel like given your experience growing up learning to play the organ in the church, I feel like That lyric is a sermon well-earned to preach.
2: Oh, man, we can stay on that. We can stay on that, you know. And 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 even in that, with this song, it's like, there's not a lot of lyrics, but it's all important, you know what I'm saying? Like, the second verse is like, it's not a lot, but I feel like it's important. first verse is the same way. It's like, it's not a lot, but it's important. And you can stay on one of those things and talk about that for however many minutes you want to, you know, because it's just real. It's like, it's you know like i i say a lot for this record or something to say i said a lot of stuff like i think i really pushed the envelope and and there might be some moments where i think people might want to debate me and i'm kind of ready for that you know because i'm putting this music out and i'm saying what i want to say and i feel confident about what i'm putting out there you know but there's certain no debatables you know like what we're talking about right now that's like we all live by kind of the standard like if we can live by the standard you can understand what i'm saying like we all can't waste time time is the most valuable thing we have like it's more valuable than money there's no way you can convince me otherwise i hope people feel that you know i hope people feel that when they hear some of these records it's like i get with that i get, with, I get what he's saying he's saying he's saying something
0: <laughs> congrats on putting this record out it's been a real joy getting to share it with you do you feel like there's anything else that you would like to leave us with? Is there anything you didn't feel like you got to touch on in these songs or on the rest of the record?
2: No, oh, man. I just want people to enjoy the journey, you know. On this record, I want people to just be receptive and, you know, and open and and enjoy it, you know, and, and dance and have fun and play it to their friends and hopefully their friends like it. And their friends play it to their friends. <laughs> and rise up. I'm not, uh, I'm not pressed... Beyond anything beyond that. You know, I just I just want people to like it. Because I like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you.
2: All right, cool, man. I appreciate you for having me on, man. Can't wait to see what you do with it, man. All right, man. Live in love, man. Live in peace.
0: Yeah, right on. Thanks, Corey. So next week we're gonna be kicking off a four-part series called Anthems. It's gonna examine how a song can rile up a whole crowd, get them out of their seat, all stomping their feet together, and we're leading off with one of the most rousing anthems of all, Queens' We Are the Champions. I've probably heard this song close to a thousand times. And yet, Nate had me hearing this operatic track in an entirely new way. Come back next week to check it out. Until then, you can find us on social media at Switched on Pop on the web at SwitchedOnPop.com. This episode was produced by Bridget Armstrong, guest engineered by Bill Lance, illustrations by Iris Gottlieb, social media by Abby Barr. The shot Kerwa and Liz Kelly Nelson are our executive producers. I'm Charlie Harding, and we're a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network. We'll see you next Tuesday with a little Freddie Mercury. And until then, thanks for listening.